Hey, this is Dr. Rob Orman, and you are listening to Stimulus, a podcast that deconstructs ideas and strategies to live and work with intent. Don't just suck it up. Think differently. Here we go. This is our Thursday Thumb for May 6th, 2021. Gonna take a break from COVID for this one. You know, I just haven't seen anything in the news that needed disambiguation, but I do want to continue our trend of focusing on analyzing medical literature that you may have heard about. You may or may not have heard about this, but you know, if you've listened to this show for a while or followed me on ERCast, you probably have an inkling that I love reading medical literature. You know, a, a good study that changes my thinking on something or, or adds new information I hadn't even thought of. It's like manna from heaven. It's just the, the chef's kiss of a journal article experience. And sometimes I see an article that I cannot unsee. I cannot look away. And the only path forward is just to embrace. Just embrace it. Own it. Love it. Read it. And one such paper came across my desk this morning. It was sent my way by good friend, Justin Morgenstern. He's a Canadian EM doc. He runs the First 10 EM blog. And the title of this paper, a paper some of you might find is life-changing, is this. Here's the title. Can sex improve nasal function? Question mark. This was from Ear, Nose, and Throat Journal, January 4th, 2021 by Balut et al., so can sex improve nasal function? I mean, how, how is this question even a question? Well, according to the article, quote, a physiological connection between the nose and the genitals has long been proposed. Wilhelm Fleiss, an otolaryngologist practicing in Berlin, was Sigmund Freud's closest friend and confidant. The theory of reflex nasal neurosis was published by Fleiss in 1897 postulating a physiological connection between the nose and the genitals, end quote. And fast forward 120 years, we now have a pretty good understanding of the autonomic nervous system, the parasympathetic, the sympathetic nerves, and both of them act on the nasal mucosa, blood vessels, glands, etc. And when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, nasal blood vessels constrict that can shrink nasal swelling. And there are not many more sympathetic nervous system extravaganzas that can equate to orgasm. So the authors asked the question, and these are their words, it's kind of corny, is love all you need to improve nasal breathing? But, you know, aside from that a bit of cornball in there. This study is no lascivious clickbait. There is no goat behind curtain three before you Gen Xers who grew up watching Let's Make a Deal, Monty Hall, shout out. This is legit research. You know, a lot of us suffer from nasal congestion to the point from time to time you might want to take a nasal decongestion, a little spray in the nose to open things up. I would imagine that you can relate to having that at some point in your life. Maybe you're having it right now, kind of allergy season in the Northern Hemisphere. Well, the authors of this study sought to compare the effects of sexual intercourse to those of nasal decongestant spray. The study looked at nasal function or nasal airflow on both a subjective scale, as in, all right, how's the airflow? So participants had a scale on how they would rate just, you know, how things were moving in and out of their nose. 
and with a portable measuring tool known as a Rhino metric device. And that gives an objective measurement. So it's not just, you know, how things feeling. Oh, we're actually going to measure how much air is coming in and out of that nose. Measurements were taken before sex, within one minute after orgasm, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and three hours after climax. So it was sex to orgasm, not just sex itself. And for clarification, these measurements were taken at home. This was not a laboratory. This is not in a study center. And the subjective sensations of airflow and the objective nasal airflow measurements were compared to the same study subjects the following day, at which point they used the nasal decongestant spray, xylometazoline. And that is similar to oxymetazoline, which is the active ingredient in Afrin. So you got day one, sex and orgasm. How's the nose doing? Next day, nasal spray. How's the nose doing? Data was collected on 16 people. And this was eight couples, if you were wondering. And these were male-female pairings. One male, one female pairing. What did they find? Will the statement, I'm feeling a little bit stuffy in the nose, change its implication from here on out? Well, the authors found that at baseline, in all study subjects, both the sex days, nasal spray days, baseline remained consistent. Nasal flow, the same. And of course, that was you know person to person. Obviously, different people are going to have different nasal flows. They also found that immediately after event, and that's after orgasm or nasal spray, and at 30 minutes, there was profound improvement in both subjective and measured nasal flow. That was in the sex and nasal spray groups. But after that, airflow remained improved in the nasal spray group for hours on end until the three-hour cutoff, but dropped precipitously over the next few hours in the sex group. And by three hours in the sex to orgasm group, it was back to baseline. So the nasal spray had the staying power, but the nasal airflow improvements by sex alone were short-lived. Now there's a caveat here. Big caveat. There was a subgroup analysis. I know it's a small study, but subgroup analysis of that small study for those participating who had pre-existing nasal obstruction. Now they had better and longer and stronger response in their nasal flow after sex compared to those with good baseline nasal airflow. So if you've got a chronic stuffy nose, you might get more benefit from sex. And at three hours, I thought this was really interesting. You know, compared to all comers, the nasal spray performed significantly better than sex to orgasm. You know, if you're, you're looking at the whole group, But for those with previously existing nasal obstruction, at least the subjective experience of air movement through the nose was better at three hours with sexual therapy than with nasal spray. Now, the study wasn't perfect. There are limitations in data collection, and the authors say, quote, we were not able to collect rhinometric data in all participants. This could be due to the participant's inability to focus on the device before and immediately after intercourse. Fair enough. Fair enough. And all of this data collection works under the assumption that you'd need a partner for this type of decongestant therapy, I guess you'd say. And I I guess you could also say that if you were a research purist, that, you know, going solo is not according to study methodology. And while inference can be made, there can be no conclusion on that until it is studied in isolation. And also, it's not clear whether orgasm is required for the benefit on the nasal mucosa, because we know that exercise increases nasal caliber and airflow. So does 30 seconds of breath holding. And depending on the nature of the sexual experience, the act of sex itself 
may prove beneficial. What's the take home here? That's not for me to say. I'm just presenting the data. What you make of it, well, that is up to you. And that, my dear friends, is your Thursday thump for May 6th. On our next episode, ooh, big guest, one of my favorite writers, Scott Carney. He's the author of What Doesn't Kill Us, The Wedge, The Enlightenment Trap. We're going to get into Wim Hof, kettlebell throwing, breath holding, cold exposure. He is someone who I have wanted to interview since the show started. Now we got him. All right. Until the next time, be well and keep on rocking.